and thank you for listening. On today's show, we have a couple segments. First, we'll go over some current events. Then we'll cover a behavioral finance study. Then we'll conclude by going over what the exceptions are to withdrawing money from your IRA early. Remember, if you're younger than 59 and a half years old, if you take money out of your tax-deferred plan like your 401k, you'll be penalized in most cases. But we'll go over what the exceptions are to that rule. Welcome to show number 25 of the Excel in Retirement Show. My name is David Treese, and I'm a financial advisor with Clients Excel in Spartanburg, South Carolina. We work with clients all over, and we would love to connect with you, our listeners. As a token of appreciation for listening, we'd like to mail you a gift to say thank you for listening. You may email us your name and address at connect at clientsexcel.com, and we will drop that in the mail. Also, I always enjoy speaking with you, our listeners, so you can reach out to me at 864-618-4800. I'd love to speak with you and get to know you. Next week on our show, it'll be geared towards women and what they face in retirement. It's no secret that women often live longer than us guys. So we'll give some actionable steps for retirement that women can take. I think it'll be a really cool show. We have several uh, women, quite a few uh, single ladies that are clients. And so I'm very accustomed to working with single ladies. And uh, that will be an interesting dynamic. So we should cater some of our information towards them since that is such a big demographic, I believe. So for our first topic today, we're going to be talking about current events. And let me preface this by saying, what in the world is going on? Wow, what a crazy week we've had. Somehow we should have expected this election to go this way, but somehow, or at least I was surprised by this contested election. I was hoping that we could have put some of this contention behind us by now, but it seems like it's still here. While the media called the election for for, uh, Joe Biden over the weekend, the results have not been certified, and President Trump, of course, is poised to litigate many of the inconsistencies or irregularities of the election results. The interesting thing is, is Republicans gained seats in the Congress, and they appear to be holding on to the Senate. Now, Georgia will have a special runoff election on January 5th, I believe it is, but, appear, but it appears that there was not a mandate in this election, as many people thought there would be. It appears Trump will lose uh, by a hair, which means our country really is very divided. Republicans will retain uh, the Senate, and Democrats have the House. And so uh, the, we have a split system of government, and there was not a big mandate that many of the pollsters thought there would be on this election. Very interesting. Frankly, though, this division is very troubling for us. I've seen this transpire over the last few years, and it troubles me. As I told you on the show, I follow politics very closely, really for my entire adult life, and really younger. Unfortunately, I don't follow sports. I probably should. I'm thinking about taking golf up, though. I think it would probably be good for my blood pressure. But What I've seen personally and witnessed in my own life is this political divide that is happening. 
And I don't want to focus on the negative things, but this divide is a problem that isn't going anywhere. And I don't see a solution anywhere outside of Jesus returning. Zig Ziglar used to say that the fuel on which hope runs is encouragement. So I want to remind you that knowing Jesus will ultimately give you the hope we need, a hope and expectation that better days are ahead where division, suffering, turmoil, it won't exist anymore. Knowing Jesus will give you the hope and ability to more confidently face each of our obstacles and the division we have in our world today. Before we get on to the behavioral finance study, I'll share with you what I uh, a few articles that I've been reading. On Sunday of this week, Yahoo Finance ran an article with the headline, Biden will need to get creative to save the economy. From the article, when the president-elect takes office, he'll confront the country's two most acute challenges, an ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and the economic damage it's wrought but he'll have an uphill battle to enact the sort of bold policy agenda that many supporters were hoping for. It continues, the economy is being affected by two simultaneous issues. The first is a continued fear of the virus, now in the middle of a devastating third wave. Fear of more lockdowns has kept Americans shut inside their homes and reluctant to take the risk of going out to shop or eat. That, in turn, gives rise to the second problem, a decreased decreased demand, which filters through the entire economy. Well, we had that come out on Sunday. Then Monday, just just two days ago, Pfizer, the drug company, says that they have developed a COVID-19 vaccine that's looking 90% effective. Wowzers. The stock market was already trending up early in trading on Monday. Then it shot up over 1,300 points. That's the Dow, that is, nearly breaking a new threshold of uh, 30,000 points. Embedded in that run is the thinking that Joe Biden will be predictable and easier for the markets to handle. To be quite frank with you, though, I would not count Trump out of the equation just yet. I can't imagine the turmoil that would happen, though, if somehow the courts reversed this election in Trump's favor. Man, that would be crazy. On occasion, we'll see different studies. Let's go on to our next segment. On occasion, we'll see different studies on behavioral finance, and they're always interesting. I think partly because we as humans are so complex, and so trying to understand why we do what we do can be complicated. So if you're prone to do something that may not be in our best interest, or maybe there's something we should notice when it comes up, either way, it's good to be aware. Awareness is always important. For example, it seems like our population has exploded around where we live in the upstate of South Carolina, and the roads are increasingly more crowded. Commute times have been extended quite a bit over the last few years, especially when you're around the interstates. There's a tendency at stoplights to squeeze through the light after it's turned yellow. I've done it before. Maybe you have too. But what's scary is when you see two or three cars piggybacking through a light that normally, and uh, through the light, and it's already turned red by the time one or two of the last cars has made its way through the intersection. I've seen it several times recently, but it's super important to be aware that this is so common around here. Just because the light has turned green, for example, doesn't mean it's always safe to proceed. I try to remind myself to look both ways at green lights. So if there's an issue like that that comes up often, it's very good to be aware of what it is and the challenge that it can present or the danger that it may present. 
For example, again, we're teaching our two-year-old daughter every time we cross the street to look both ways. Even if we know a car is not coming, we just are trying to train her to look both ways. I think you get what I'm saying, though. So I'll quote from a recent study. To find out why Americans don't always act in their best interest when planning for retirement, Athene commissioned a review of research by experts on consumer investment behavior from the UCLA Anderson School of Management. According to the research, many of us have biases that create roadblocks to investing. Biases many of us don't even realize we have. Here are four common biases to be aware of as you plan and dream for your ideal retirement. Once you know these behavioral tendencies exist, you'll be on the path towards making smarter financial decisions. So the first reason that we uh, that we uh, that is a roadblock for many folks is we tend to favor the simplest solution. People in the study tended to prefer the most simply explained investment regardless of the risk factor. So it could have been really risky and there could be a chance that they could lose a ton of money, but they would favor that because they could understand it or it was easier to understand. And so there's a danger in always going with what may be the easier approach or what may be easiest to understand. Sometimes it's worthwhile to investigate and to try to educate ourselves to understand different investing techniques. The next reason uh, we have roadblocks is we are unrealistically optimistic. And boy, I tend to favor this or, or tend to fall in this camp, perhaps. We tend to underestimate the t- potential for bad things to happen for us or to us. For example, many of us underestimate the fact that we may need some sort of long-term care help during our lifetime. Someone turning 65 years old today has an almost 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care, and 20% of people will need it for longer than five years, according to longtermcare.gov. So if you're 65 years old today, there's a 70% chance you'll need some sort of long-term care, and 20% of us will need that for over five years. That's from the government's website. Let's figure this out. And this has come up several times recently. There are a couple sweet spots for figuring out when starting long-term care is best. And, uh, or, or perhaps using what's called a chronic illness rider that comes on some, uh, some different investment or uh, insurance policies could be very beneficial for many people. There's, uh, there's similarities with a chronic illness rider and long-term care coverage. On our second show, we discussed what chronic illness riders are, so you may want to go back and check that out. But note this, the best time to get some sort of long-term care plan in place is before we reach the age of 65 and while our health is relatively good. And it is very sad when I have folks come in the office that have compromised health and they can no longer qualify for long-term care coverage. And so that's something you want to address while you're as healthy and able as you probably ever will be, which is typically today. The biggest challenges are that people wait until it's cost prohibitive though, or their health is compromised. When we get into our 70s, mid 70s and beyond really, but uh, the sweet spot is right around 65. But if you're waiting until you're 70 and over, it gets really expensive and we could have gotten in maybe a few years earlier and made it work for you. So we want to address that. The last one in the study is we choose immediate gratification over future preparedness. 
And I'll quote from the study, given the choice between $500 today or $1,000 in five years, research shows many people would take the $500. The desire for immediate gratification can lead people to avoid sacrifices they could pay larger that could pay larger dividends in the future. For example, they may save less for retirement to hold on to more of their paychecks, even if it means foregoing free money offered by their employer from a 401k match. This brings up a good tip. If you're still working and your employer matches a portion of your 401k contribution, so if you put a dollar in and your employer puts another dollar in, for example, it's always a good idea to fund your 401k or 403b or whatever type of tax-deferred plan you have up to that match. But if you're putting $2 in for every dollar, I would avoid this. You would be better served in the long run by setting up a self-directed IRA or perhaps even channeling that money to a Roth IRA and contributing to that. That way you can fully control those accounts, whereas an employer 401k, you may have less options. Uh, but with a self-directed IRA, you could really invest that in anything you could think of just about. You can direct your money to any type of investment or risk tolerance you prefer with a self-directed IRA. Okay, to wrap up, we'll go over the exceptions to withdrawing from your IRA early. Typically, we, we can withdraw money from our 401k, 403b, or IRA before we attain, the, we, we, we can't, I'm sorry, we can't withdraw from those accounts before we attain the age of 59 and a half years old. Now, don't ask me about the arbitrary where, half where it came from. It's the government, so who knows what went into that rule. Maybe I should research that sometime. Often, once we reach 59 and a half, though, your employer will allow you to do what's called an in-service transfer, where you can roll your money to a self-directed IRA that we just mentioned. And every financial advisor I've ever found agrees that it is a good idea to roll your money to a self-directed IRA because approaching retirement is really a big deal and it requires special unique planning for each person. So we want to have some funds directed to get ready for retirement. But let's say you're not 59 and a half. If you're a first-time home buyer or if you've not owned a home in two years, you may withdraw up to $10,000 for a home purchase for yourself, your spouse, a child, or your grandchild. Your child or your grandchild, not somebody else's. Next, the next reason you can withdraw money before 59 and a half is for higher education expenses for you, your spouse, your kid, or your grandkid. And uh, there's, some, there's some prerequisites. It's got to be an accredited school and so forth. Uh, but most all higher education expenses, there is an exception for that. And as the third is for health insurance or if you're unemployed. And I'll quote where I got this information from is irahelp.com. This exception can be used for health insurance costs of the IRA owner, the spouse, or dependents. To qualify for this exception, the IRA distribution must be taken in a year or the following year when the IRA owner received unemployment compensation for 12 consecutive weeks. However, once a person finds a new job and is reemployed for 60 days, the distribution exception is no longer available. So good things to know there, some helpful tips if you, uh, if you need to access your money before the age of 59 and a half. Of course, we want to avoid using those funds before retirement, if at all possible, but there are some workarounds there if we need them. 
If you have any questions about anything we've covered on the show today or we'd, you'd like to speak with us, you can always email us at connect at clientsexcel.com or you can call us at 864-618-4800. We are always thankful that you've listened to our show. And uh, next week, I think you'll really be in for a treat with a special podcast geared just for women. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Clients Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.